Okay, the last time I did a podcast was August 28th of 2022, 8-22-22. And it was exploring Millie Bobby Brown, which is the English actress who played uh, some very important characters in modern TV programming like um, she was in Sherlock Holmes <laughs> Anola Anola Holmes she was the sister of Sherlock Holmes so that was one of her her, her first coming out shows and then she was part of I want to call it sacred things, but it was stranger things. And then I got through stranger things. And now fast forward, here we are in uh, the end of 2022. It's almost November. And I'm trying to scry, which means I take my sort of psychic navigation tool I take my um, psychic wand to the Netflix and I say what 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 so I found this show called the Sandman and I'm watching this and it's brimming with archetypes and symbols and I I I'm going to string together a podcast of something hopeful. Uh, I'm going to talk about dark things, but isn't that how it goes? I mean, humans, we're so magical. We have to go through dark to understand light, but it's never superficial. Uh, I hope it's always exciting. So I'm gonna explore the show called The Sandman Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make it the greatest that I've ever seen. Bop and down, tell him I'm not a rover. And tell him that my roving nights are over. Sandman, I'm so in love. I mean, come on, uh, music. Let's explore music together. Let's explore how we've been taken through music. Uh, I want to forgive all of our favorite musicians who betrayed us and make us want to celebrate them. You know, all the way from Madonna (laughs) to Kanye West, Uh, uh, including John Lennon. I want to take us on a a magical mystery tour. But um, here we go. This is my first drop for my next podcast. And if I have at least 50 listeners, somehow they will let me do, I don't know, they call them premium ads. So I can, you know, jack off and celebrate Whatever. I don't even know. Adidas, Nike. <sighs> Who knows? Apple. I love Apple. Um, uh, 
Spotify, eh, I tolerate you. Anyway, this is exciting. Podcast drop number one coming your way. Um, Mr. Sandman, I'm so in love. So I'm watching this show and I'm basically getting like a few psychic pings and one is uh so i started mistrusting uh a public figure named elena denon maybe two to four months ago a while ago and it was so disappointing to me i i was feeling that she was like my galactic sister and then i realized stop the bus um I always tracked flat earth I'm not saying I call it flat it's it's multi-dimensional it's like a turtle um in an echo chamber with disco balls it's it's very dynamic earth is a crazy living dynamic little girl, child, teenage, uh, middle-aged, crone, lovely woman. So, so, uh, I'm just going to say this is my first drop. I'm going to do a drop. You know, I usually do a drop once a month and I miss the mark. Um, my last drop was the end of August and now it's, now it's almost Halloween, bitches. Halloween is a beautiful, scary time. So my first drop is a little commentary on a show called Sandman. And I'm going to say this. So when I stepped away from the um, Elena Danan <coughs> following, it was because I was having a very intuitive sense perception that she was from the Dark Elves. This would make sense on a couple of levels. Number one, she dyes her hair black. Who does that? I mean, unless you're trying to be goth, which is superficial and meaningless, but she dyes her hair black and uh, she says she's from the Sami people. Well, apparently I'm from the Sami people. Uh, I do dream time. I uh, am of Irish and German and Welsh and Scottish descent. So listen up, Elena Danan. Um, when I look in movies and when I see things like, you know, Teen Wolf or right now I'm watching Sandman, whenever the magical beings are depicted as like very sort of white powder faces with black hair. I'm like, oh, you're the dark elves. Right, you're the dark elves. I'm not a dark elf. I'm a shining fairy from the land of Ire and Germany and Scotland and Wales. I am not a dark blue light entity that is trying to betray you or uh, you know ask you to subscribe to my worldview 
I'm just excited that we're entering the age of Aquarius and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. So I'll leave it at that. I'm gonna go back to watching Sandman, Mr. Sandman. But when I've been riding my bike to the grocery store, I've been playing that old fashioned song. Da da ba ba na ba ba da da ba. Da 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 da. Tell him that I'm not a rover. And tell him that your roaming nights are over. Sandman. I'm so in love. So, um, one thing that most people wouldn't know is that social programming came in through music. <clears throat> radio shows, uh, podcasts, uh, video games, uh, simple thoughts. When you think, I don't want to be mad at my mom or dad or sister or brother. And then something is just like, beep, 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 you're mad at them. No. So <laughs> what we're going to reclaim, Age of Aquarius is you catch the thought programming when it starts to infect your sacred mind and you can go like, sorry, bitch, it's not your time. You know, that was age of Pisces. Now we're age of Aquarius. Uh, go back into yesteryear. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, so I'm, I'm watching this show called Sandman. And I realize, <laughs> I mean, anybody who wants to spiritually awaken right now, all you have to do is snap your fingers and say, should I watch it on Netflix? Can I see it in social media? Can I see it in my relationships? Um, so this trope is playing out it's a little scary for me but it's sort of like what the power structure is and sandman is all about dreams so you're you're in a dreamscape i mean even if you work for someone right now especially if you work for someone like a corporation or a firm, they want you to be something. And the new human is so super atomic. You can't be defined by what you can do for work, like your skills, which is great. But I'm just saying that's all. Okay, that's one drop. Pew. Thank goodness. So I'm gonna keep watching this. I'm watching the Sandman and it's crazy. It actually, uh, I started asking the question in recent years, who is Lucifer? Uh, it's funny, you know, my listeners, you come from everywhere. You're from Canada. You're from Saudi Arabia. You're from Brazil. 
You're from New Jersey, bitches. You're from um, uh, South Minneapolis. Um, you're from Turkey. I love my Turkey people. You're from Korea. You're from Pittsburgh. Anyway, what I'm realizing is we're, we're going through a transition. We are on a bridge. We're on a rainbow bridge. Humans, whomever is listening, that is a human. Whoa, 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 whoa. We are on a rainbow bridge that has clomped us onto the bridge from Age of Pisces. Clomp, clomp. Think of like a greasy horseshoe. Clomp, clomp, clomp. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I, I actually am on a bridge. It's a light bridge. So Age of Pisces was ruled by water. I love water. I've always loved water. I mean, I'm pretty sure in a past life I managed a bathhouse. I'm pretty sure I was like this very radical Japanese grandfather, mother, who managed a bathhouse. That's Age of Pisces. But I gotta like hop my shit to the future. So hello anime, make a movie about me. <laughs> Spirited away. Who's that guy? Miyazaki. Um, so, so I'm watching the Sandman and I'm like, this is so cool. It's very, um, so the dark side of the age of Aquarius is AI. Isn't that funny? AI is contained in Aquarius. AI is contained in air. AI is contained in many words that have the letters A and I. Do I sound like an airhead? Hello? AI. R. Airhead. So this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. I could keep going. Aquarius, Aquarius, it's very airy, it's air, but the problem is we're taking the black goo from the age of Pisces, which was in the element of water, water is so naive, fuck water, You're, you are so naive, and then we're bringing that baggage, which is black goo, into the next age, which is ruled by air and fire, AKA lightning, Aquarius. Aquarius, hello, aqua, can't you? You don't even need to know etymology. Aquarius, Aquarius. You can hear water and air in the word. Anyway, we're jumping out of the water. Think if you're like a fish and you're jumping out of the water. And now you're airborne, bitch. And you got to figure out how to get, get high. See, I swear in the 70s, 
um, Age of Aquarius. Well, I think Age of Aquarius was trying to come through since the 60s. And I was in my mother's womb, which is like a combination of room and... Whoa, 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 room. I was in my mother's whoa room in 1968. And I... I could feel the fist pumping of the Black Panthers. Like, I could feel John Lennon's truth inside of him. I could feel Yoko Ono being conflicted. I could feel <laughs> the flying burritos. I could feel JFK wanting to expose the fuckery. And then his head had just gotten blown off five years before. And that's what inspired me starting my podcast. I started my podcast on the anniversary of John F. Kennedy's assassination. Not to celebrate it, bitches. No. Loved ones, brethren, sisters. To recognize, I'm pretty sure a young guy who had a wife and children wouldn't try and become president because he thought someone might blow his head off in front of the world. No, it wasn't the world. We didn't have world TV in the 60s. But it, it was the first major collective trauma upon American people. Like, most of you are too young to even know what I'm talking about. John F. Kennedy... Our president got his head blown off while he was in a presidential parade in Texas. They blew his head off. Who are they? Who is they? Well, it's the CIA. Like, you gotta start doing your own research. But what am I supposed to be? Oh, I'm supposed to be talking about the Sandman. Mr. Sandman, I'm so... Okay, so... So, uh, MK Ultra, which means, like, what is MK Ultra? Mind control? MK Ultra, that's like... What is that? A Russian letter K? Mind control? Um, so, so we've all been living under mind control. God... I have so much to teach you people. And it's no problem. I'm going to take a break. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening. I truly, I started this podcast because I genuinely thought, I don't know. I, I got this like energetic nudge in, I think I started three years ago, 2020. Um, almost three years ago, like you got to tell the people something. You got to say something honest because as it turns out, the media has, has not been honest in the last three years. So I have to say names like Catherine Austin Fitz. Look her up. I have to say names like Reine Fjölmik. R-E-I-N-E-R, Reine Fjulmik, F-U-E-L-L-M-I-C-H. Look him up. First is a 
big deal player in the financial system. Catherine Austin Fitz. Is it with a C? I think it's with a C. Catherine Austin, like Austin, Texas. Fitz. Fi two T's S. Reine Fühlmeck. He has both German and American citizenship. He's a lawyer who is calling out all of the false players in the paradigm of the last three years. I'm so angry, bitches. I can't even say what he's fighting for. But you would know if you're paying attention. You would know. So... <laughs> I hope I lay down a drop before Halloween. I feel like Halloween is such a, an incredibly <laughs> um, playful, scintillating, frightening little American holiday that I never participate in because there's so much violence. I don't really want violence to be celebrated as a joke, but I do celebrate it as a joke I am celebrating it as a joke in this podcast because I'm going to lay this drop before Halloween and just say, listen, bitches, like go in your backyard, like make some fires, have a bonfire with your neighbors, have a bonfire with your family, have a bonfire with yourself, like come home to the truth of who you are. You... There's no reason to hold any sort of blue flame of fake truth anymore. Quit lying to yourself. No more lying. There's no more lying. Like, just come home. Come home. And for some reason, America, North America, 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 God shed his grace on thee. I mean, I never could abide by these, like, he, why? Wait, God, he, why is God a he? But there's something very magical about being in America. America might actually be the original Atlantis. So we're coming home. Pluto in the sky. I'm not going to say a lot about this, but... Pluto, as an astrological figure, the planet, is coming back to where he was in the year 1776, which was, you know, that freedom that we thought we were getting, which we ultimately never got. But so let's come back. Let's come back to 1776 with Pluto and be like, you know what, motherfucker? Fucking blast off. Americans as hero thinking we are breaking free of the system out of the mousetrap, mousetrap. Um, let's not be slaves. Let's be sovereign. Let's be sovereign. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea yeah it, it's not about brothers or 
whatever, fuck who you want to fuck. It's America was Atlantis, bitches. Get with me. I love you. episode 5 of 11 of the Sandman and as I watch the credits roll at the end of every episode I see Neil Gaiman's name and then it's so funny because when I was young I never watched science fiction the only science fiction we had it was pre-internet, so I'm a child from the 70s. Um, you could say 80s, but I was a teenager in the 80s. But in the 70s, my sister would be watching Star Trek, you know, on a summer's day. And I would standing in the doorway of the den where the TV was and just watching her you know casually get comfortable on the sofa watching Star Trek at you know 2.30 in the afternoon on Saturday with all these characters with just way too much cake makeup and they're all trying to look like beings from other worlds okay fine so they are beings from other worlds but Star Trek told us get ready for this I'm gonna drop a big (laughs) sledgehammer on the whole story of Star Trek Star Trek said in a world from another place, from other um, floating balls in our universe, we would travel to other balls with somewhat better technology. I don't know. You know, they never said in Star Trek that it was a dark military operation. They never said they were Space Force You know, we never heard anything. It was just this science fiction show about one date in the future, uh, you know, uh, Captain Kirk would take a fleet into space. The final frontier. Uh, And and Captain Kirk came after this. There was another captain in the beginning. And then it was just his head like his head and a computer screen. That was weird. I I just, as a preteen, when I would walk by, as she was watching, you know, every episode in our childhood for the first time, so, so I'm so musically inclined. I'm so I'm so motivated by sound that 
Okay, I could talk about the characters that I know in their archetypes. I'll just do like three characters. Captain Kirk. You're probably Sun Sagittarius. You have a an adventurous uh, soul template, so so you want to be the captain. After the first dude, see, I'm not a, enough of a fan to follow. Who was the first captain that died that became a p- computer screen bust head thing? Like when I would walk by. I would walk from the entrance to the den while my sister was watching Star Trek. And it actually led to our, you know, double door, our pullback door that led to the back porch, that led to the woods, which is in my mind, I was like, bitch, I am going to the woods. I'm going to go run around. I don't know what I'm going to find. Weird mushrooms gardener snakes, salamanders, uh, big spiders, maybe teenagers smoking pot. I don't know what I'm going to find in the woods, but I'm going to go to the woods. So um, it's a little ironic that, what was I then, 11? You know, 40 years later, 40 plus years later, now I'm watching science fiction. But when I watch it, I'm decoding it. So the Sandman series, it says based on the DC comic, The Sandman, by Sam Keith, Mike Dringenberg, and Neil Gaiman. So Neil Gaiman, come on. That guy's been around for a long time. Um, I'm always interested uh, in following sort of the story of people that might have been or were or are famous in the age of Pisces, which is our whole lives, what we've, we've just lived through. So the age of Pisces began around the time of, you can, you know, I mean, our Western calendar, we say AC, AD, Anno Domini. Um, there's BC is like before Christ, AD, Anno Domini is like after Christ's murder. I mean, it's weird, whatever, about 2000 years ago. But also the Buddha came around then. So it, you know, in the East, it was the Buddha. In the West, it was Jesus. Um, in the Middle East, it was Muhammad. It's all about the same time. Like, don't sweat the small stuff. But now we're at the end of that age. So now the Christian Bible followers will have to take their lessons to heart. Jesus' lessons. Now Muhammad's followers will have to take his lessons to heart. Um, You can tell me what they are. I have many Middle Eastern students as an ESL teacher. So I'll find that out. And I know the Buddha story. I mean, basically, Jesus was saying, forget about your material um, kingdoms, uh, stores of treasures, the, the kingdom of the Christ 
which just means christened, which means like blessed by the holy for Western people. And the holy is, I would say, everything true and honest um, and driven by selflessness. So you can't store up your treasures on this. You can on this 3D planet, but then the 3D level of God is, uh, I'm sorry to break it to any of you who are listening that are religious. I, you're probably not going to be offended at all. The God of the Old Testament may very well have been what many religiously inclined, religiously passionate people would consider the God of the Old Testament ends up being Satan. Because I'm not going to say why right now. I'm just going to say, I'm not even going to say, trust me. That would be a terrible thing to say the God of the Old Testament was Satan. But the, the, the way that we can test that theorem is, you know, he was a jealous God. He was an angry God. Um, he was a greedy God. So the one, and to me, if you've listened to my podcast before, you would know the one includes a very strong female element. Hello, I am female. Female is both. Female's not just me with a cooch and boobs. Female is the woman and the man. I have a lot of male energy. I'm very comfortable with my male energy. So this is why I've always been so uncomfortable with religious uh, perspectives on the kind of cosmology of our existence. Because even when you say to super cool um godly folk he's not a white dude with a beard in the sky and they'll be like of course of course not but then but then how do you actually have a conversation about i can't say god because it's got such male connotations and i i don't even like goddess it's it's like what is it like doing i'm as a sentient being on planet earth who's trying to represent humanity i so value what language does and all god and goddess does is make us think that we were split at the seams that you're either male or female well you're both you're always both um but that doesn't mean transhumanism is cool like it doesn't mean it's cool that you feel gender confusion. This is where um, I'm going to bring some sense to the Earth story right now. So the natural Earth story is always a spectrum. I mean, if you look at nature, I could talk about nature as um, a seed. That's probably the best way to begin metaphorically. So nature is the seed of a tree. And then the birds and or the squirrels chew up the seed and they swallow it and then they shit it out, you know? And so that creates 
Thank you, squirrels, trees, birds. Thank you, birds, trees. Um, and, and they have a spiritual purpose, though we don't know it because we as a human people are, you know, we've sort of been whitewashed of understanding just a sort of basic natural undergirding of what spirituality is when you don't have to call creation a man or a woman. I, I don't want to do either one. I don't want to say, you know, Venus de Milo is cooler than the male god of the Christian, Judeo-Christian tradition. Um, to me, creation is like a fountain. It's a fountain of plasma. And if you look inside the human body, we are actually designed this way. So your heart has a resonance signal that pushes further around your energetic human boundary than your brain does. So your brain does like, you know, whatever, let's say 20%. Your heart does 80%. And then your body, it sort of depends how much water you drink, how healthy you are, how good you feel. Um, but we have this energetic signature and so to me, whenever I've gotten confused in my life, I've always thought, like, just drop the story, drop the story of the Christian rendering of what creator is, drop the story of the Buddhist tradition of what creation is, drop the story of the Vedic, the Indian tradition, Hindu tradition of what... Um, like uh, learn the story and drop the story, learn the story and drop the story. So creation is for sure a relationship between a negative and positive charge, which creates atomic life, you know, which you're going to find in all of the creation stories, whether it's Osiris uh, and Isis you know, the father and the mother that created the child, which is the story that ultimately created this, our Western Christian tradition of Mary and God creating Jesus. <laughs> like, it's so confusing because um, the stories never make sense. And this irritates me to this day. But what I'll say right now is I feel faith. I feel true in saying that anybody from any tradition that's a human on the planet right now that has any spiritual curiosity will get to the bottom of it. We, we don't need to argue about it. We don't even need to be able to explain it in language because language has been poisoned with I mean, how do we talk about language spelling? It spells. I mean, for people who are superstitious, who casts a spell? The spellcasters. You can call them witches. You know, you can call them overlords. Um, you can call them the Tavistock Institute. You can call them the Brookings Institute. You can call it social programming. You can call it mind control. 
it's all whomever has an understanding for how language can cast a spell over our consciousness. So this has been a battle over consciousness. And I'm going to leave off right now. I think I'm actually adding to a an episode that I just put up on the broadcast waves, the interwebs. I think I called it We Are Tartarian Warriors. So what I want to say is we come from all these different cultures. You know, I don't I don't consider myself a Christian. If you come from a Middle Eastern tradition and you consider yourself uh Muslim, that's brilliant. That's a part of the story of our creation, but it's not the whole story. So whenever you're ready to graduate and level up, that's what I'm really interested in. Um somehow in this show that I'm watching, what is it called? Uh Sandman. I mean, come on. Creation it's almost like all the storytellers of Netflix to date are still dark cuz this story I'm watching it's still dark really the sandman has all the power and it's a little velvet satchel of sand no the power is in every human being we each are made of at least 82% water if you don't drink any water you're probably like 70% if you drink a lot of water and eat water-based foods you're close to 90%. We are the free energy. So still everything you plug into, you know, the movie channel, the Facebook, the Instagram, the podcast, I'm organic, I'm real, I'm a fountain. But what I'm learning or realizing even though I'm going to finish watching this show on Netflix called Sandman and I'm going to comment on it because I want to give you a I want to sort of I want to be a an influence on how you can start decoding any movie you watch where you're like why why are there crows why are there demons why are there witches why are there pregnant women why are there superficial you know super strong guys, weightlifters that look like they should be reptilian. You know, it's like everything we watch is right now it's such it's such a scry of our spiritual nature. So, I'm going to end this transmission. I think this is cool. I think I can add this on to the existing episode that I dropped. We are tartarian warriors humans are tartarian warriors and just say like i think we're at the age of pisces we're moving into the age of aquarius so the let's say the dark energies wanted us to get ruined by corvid you know i always call it corvid because ai is trying to grasp what i'm saying and i'd rather confuse ai as well 
But the whole narrative of the last three years about something, some invisible boogeyman taking your life, you know, and first it was like Chinese pus, and it, then maybe it was monkeys, you know, earlier in history it was birds or swine. I mean, oh my goodness, have they tried to make us afraid of our, just our own biodome, our biological makeup. So there's nothing that can harm you unless in your mind you think it can harm you. That's how powerful we are. So if you hearken to things like Harry Potter, science fiction, you know, mind over matter. We humans, if you have love in your heart, you can triumph any sickness or ailment or problem in your life just through your mind. We just have to lean on each other and realize we got to start over without the infections. We got to start start over without all these dark Netflix shows about like Satan and Lucifer and, you know, like space being this dark abyss of nothingness. No, space is the space between you and I, humans, with living, breathing life without covering your face, without covering your face, with enjoying, you know, the oxygen that comes through your mouth hole naturally, which we were all doing for centuries until about two or three years ago. So can, can you just ask yourself the basic question, am I ready to explore the true nature of reality beyond religion, beyond politics, beyond Netflix shows, beyond your favorite hip hop groups or, you know, grunge, I don't know what your thing is, K-pop, like, can you just start seeing that we are the solution, bitches, I love you.